this week is part two of my conversation with Jen Howitt. Jen started Women in Ministry United. She is going to give us some more information about what she does and some of the things that she wished that she knew back when she started out in ministry. She is just such a wealth of knowledge and love and passion. You are not going to want to miss it. Thank you for tuning in. So if you could, we're going to talk more about that in a little bit, but if you could go back and tell yourself three things when you first started out in ministry, now knowing and experiencing what you have, what would those three things be? That's a great question. Um, I was thinking a lot about this because it was hard just to make three, right? You know, I mean, you just have so many lessons that you learn, but I did, I did actually pick three. So um, the first thing is I would tell myself that God and I needed to get clear on my priorities mm. and to be okay with not doing it all. Um, because, you know, if you and God are not clear on what your priorities are, if you're not clear, you know, with him on that, someone else is going to tell you what your yes. priorities should be. And then someone else is going to tell you, and they're all going to be different and you're right. going to drive yourself crazy. And so I wish I were, would have had the confidence that God and I could figure that out and just be okay with it. Right. And if that disappointed people, I mean, I'm really sorry about it, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Um, the second thing I would tell myself is to find community outside of the church. You know, I, as I mentioned before, being a pastor was part of who I was, but it wasn't all of who I was. And I really cut myself out from the community that I had apart from the church when I went into the church. And that's not good for multiple reasons. I mean, I had a position with, with friends that took years, you know, of our relationship together. And right. here I turned around and left that all in the good name of being a good pastor and go doing, you know, things for the people. And that really was, I'm so sad about that. When I think of some of those friend groups that I was, you know, I left and I wasn't a part of, but I think too, it's just also so important to have community outside the church. You have to have a life outside the church. Right. You cannot have all of your life be ministry um, because also one day is going to come when that ministry is over for a variety of reasons it could be. But when you leave the, that church, what then happens to community? Right. And I was not good when living out here in Oklahoma. We've been here six years. I've been, I was in the church for four and a half. I didn't do a very good job. Um, when I left that church and it was, I didn't leave cause I just felt a sense that I was being called to something different. It wasn't bad circumstances. There was no conflict. You know, I'm sure people had their opinion, different people had their opinions of me, which is fine. But, um, we all of a sudden had no community. Right. And, you know, some people say, well, you can always stay at the church and well, yeah, it's a little hard to stay at a church that you were a pastor in for four and a half years. People get confused. Are you right. there? you know, they, they come to you. I, I actually still have people that will come to me looking at me to answer pastoral things for that particular church. It's like, you need to have these conversations. Right. Else. Like I'm, I am here and I will, you know, listen, of course, you know, you have my confidence, but I, you, 
I am not the person for you to right. talk to about this. Um, but we did not do that. And we, we actually, you know, it's, it's hard because we don't have a whole lot of friends right. outside of the church that I had served. And so I think it's, it's so hard. I, I think it, that's, that's definitely a topic for another um, episode because it, it, it is a huge topic. I talk to many pastors' wives that lose their community. And, uh, you know, it's not only hard for you and your husband, it's hard for your kids. And I, we went through that. I, I, I wish I could redo some of the things just for the, the pain of what my kids went through. Um, but that really is something I've seen a lot affect a lot of people. And, and that's not talked about much at all. That's right. Yeah, certainly not. That'd be a great conversation to have because community is so key, right? I mean, we've learned that unfortunately firsthand this year with COVID, Right. you know, you lose community and it just makes everything else harder. Right. And we need, we're designed to be with people. We need our people. And so that's my motto to our, my husband lately. We got to find our people. Yeah. (laughs) No, I hear you. And it's hard to start over. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, And so, yeah, find your people outside of the place that you serve, I think would definitely be something I tell myself. And the last thing um, I would tell myself is that my call to ministry is more about who I am becoming and less about what I am doing. Hmm. I had a time where I was doing so many things for God but I was, be- I was becoming a very not nice. I did not like who I was becoming on the inside. Right. And a lot of people didn't realize that because on the outside, it looked fine. She looks right. fine. Doing all the right things, you know, there's good fruit here. But again, that bitterness, that resentment, the depression. And if our call to ministry is not supposed to make us less like Jesus, supposed to make us more like Jesus. And if our call into ministry affects us to be able to love our spouses well, to love our kids well, to be a good neighbor, to spend time with God, then there's something wrong. Right. What's happening. And when I walked into this new season, one of the things that God was really clear to me about was this is, we are going to do this one day at a time. And that there was definitely something for me to do, but it was going to be way more about who I was becoming because for so long I did so many good things for God and I didn't like the person I was going to be, that I was becoming. And that's just senseless. That's not the way God designs ministry. So, um, to pay attention to who you're becoming, I think is so good. Have you heard of the book dangerous calling? by Paul Tripp. I've just started it. Okay. I think I'm on. So I put on audio. A friend told me about it, another pastor's wife. And I think we're actually going to do an episode on that. I'm going to highlight some things from that, but um, yeah, I would encourage you. I can't recommend it yet because I'm only on, I am recommending it actually, but I'm only on like chapter three, but he starts off talking about that, how he, he basically was two different people. Mm. And how he has like his church, you know, his, the pastor side of him and then the, you know, his personal side of him and he didn't like who he was, you know, very interesting. So I, um, 
but I can see you listening. Like I, I can relate those things, what he says to what you're saying. And so far I'm listening to it. And it's like, my mouth is like hanging open. Like, yes, you know, right. when your ministry is becoming more important than your walk with God and you, and, and, or God in your life in general, that's just a recipe for, for disaster. And that's a probably, you know, listen, that's so many of us. That's right. We put the doing and the, you know, everything else before our time and our walk with God. That's right. Pete Scazzaro, I don't know if you've read him. He's up in Queens and uh, he used to be the head pastor of New Life Fellowship in Queens, but he has written a lot about emotionally healthy spirituality. And he talks about the becoming before the doing and that our, there's only so much that our relationship with God can handle, so to speak, in terms of our doing. So many times we, we outdo, we're out right. you know, doing more than we are being with God and that that just really affects us. And then the quality and effectiveness of the ministry that we care about so much. Right. And he's one of those voices who has, you know, mentored me from afar that has said, you know, your, your being with God is far more important than you're doing for God. Yeah. That's and so that's good. Just a really so good true. Thing to remember. That's so good. So what is, first of all, I love your three things. And I love that I've talked to so many women in ministry now and you, you get certain things, um, repeated, but a, a lot of times it's different. It, it's mm-hmm. so most of the time, everybody has their own thing that they have gone through. They go back and tell their, themselves. So I just love that. I love those questions. So what is the most common advice? I think I know what you're going to say <laughs> that you give other women in ministry. Create healthy rhythms and boundaries. Yes. (laughs) And again, it's not because it's going to somehow make it so we never get tired or weary and we're never burned out or we're never frustrated, but rhythms, God created rhythms from the time he created the world. Yes. You know, we just read and I, it amazes me um, how he created and he has this rhythm to it and he calls everything good. Hmm. And, but the rest day he calls holy. And so, you know, he did a lot of work. He created a lot of things and it was good. It was very good. But the rest, the stop, the rhythm of that was the first thing he called holy. Hmm, And we have been created in the fabric of our being to have certain rhythms, whether it be work and rest, um, you know, and, and in order to have rhythms, it means you have to have boundaries. It's a boundary, right? That's the only reason why we have the sea and the land because God Mm. created a boundary. Here's where the land started and ended. And here's where something different is the ocean, the sea begins and ends. And we have to create those boundaries within ourselves. We create them for our families in order to maintain, um, you know, just the emotional, physical, and spiritual health of ourselves. Right. We get into a routine of creating those rhythms and and boundaries. It'll never be perfect. You'll always need to tweak them, but that single-handedly will absolutely change the quality of your life and your ministry. 
And I love that you help women do that. You're, you're saying this is the, the thing that you would tell women and this is going to change your life. And you have a ministry designed to um, supporting women and helping women do that. And can you touch on that a little bit? Sure. Your, your uh, ministry and your, web, you know, your website and everything that you, you do. Yes. Thank you. Um, it's Women in Ministry United. And you can find us at womeninministryunited.com. And as you said, it is uh, the purpose is to help women recover from burnout so that they can find joy again in their calling and that they can create time for things outside of ministry. And there's several ways in which we're currently doing this. They, we have, you know, there's some resources on the website. So I have a little guide that has seven tips that have been, you know, you're talking about you interview people and you find these, you know, sometimes these common threads. And these are seven things that have come up time and time again that women have used to help themselves recover from burnout and start to create those rhythms and boundaries in order to rediscover that joy. So that's a, that's a resource that we have. Uh, we also, you know, I believe in the power of community as we've already talked about. And I just launched and opened last week, a new community, uh, women in ministry, United community experience. I'm running it on a platform called mighty networks. It's not a, commonly known platform, but it's gaining more and more traction. And the reason I think it is, is because it's, it's pretty high quality and it eliminates the distractions around Facebook. So Women in Ministry United does have a Facebook. I show up there on Mondays and I give a quote. I show up on Tuesdays live and give a tip. I post the podcast episodes. But it's limited in terms of how much the community can interact. There's no ability for the community to ask questions. They can only comment what I, on what I post. And I could have done that in a private, free Facebook group, but I get so distracted on Facebook. Yeah. I have several groups that I'm a part of and I'll think to myself, oh, I need to go post this question or see if anybody has ever gotten advice on this and I'll go do it. And there's five notifications and it's so-and-so's birthday. And then there's right. this photo from eight years ago, Tyler. I'm all like, oh, look, he was only 12, you know, and then <laughs> it's like, you know, 30, 45 minutes go by and I put my phone down and then I'm like, okay, what was I got to get back to it? What was I doing? I was like, oh, that's right. I was getting on Facebook and it was to get this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, squirrel. I'm all over the place. Yeah. So um, this it is, is a like, really cool site. Thank you. Yes. And it's got all of the features that a Facebook group. So if your listeners are familiar with Facebook and they're familiar with, you know, a Facebook group where you can post, you can have topics. You can do live video, you can post um, recorded video, you can do blog posts, you can take polls, you know, all sorts of kinds of things. All of these features are part of this group. And so what I'm trying to do is just bring women together so that we can have a community of support and encouragement. Um, as we've already talked about, we are not alone in this. Mm. We will tell ourselves that. 
Um, but we are not alone in this. Um, this is not the way it has to be. There is a way for, you know, like you're doing to, for women to have joy for ministry. You can have joy for ministry and for yeah. your own and those things are possible, but you can't do it alone. Right. You need to have community. And so this is a free private community that is open to anyone who feels like that type of support yeah. would be of value. And so um, those are the ways we're serving right now. And all you need to do is go to the women in ministry united.com website. And there's information on all of those things that I mentioned about how you can get connected to those various areas. Yeah. I love that. And on the Joy for Ministry resource page, I'm going to have the link to your website on there as well. Um, so that any pastor's wife, you know, my, my big thing too is, you know, having Joy for Ministry, being honest about the struggles, being open yes. about the struggles, because I think sometimes we feel like we have to hide it. And also, um, you know, praying for one another. That was a, a big reason why I, started my website was because I want to have a place where people can put anonymous prayer requests. If you feel like you can't, you know, ask somebody to pray for you as a pastor's wife or as a woman in ministry. So I love what you're doing and, um, it really is a cool site and your website's beautiful. And so we will have that on our website. Um, so we're going to wrap up, but I just have a couple more questions. Sure. What has been rewarding about being in ministry? Oh, that's such a good question. Despite all that I've said, there's been so much that's been rewarding. <laughs> um, I think just, well, I think it depends on the role that I've played. So I would say um, as a pastor in the context of the church, two things have been really rewarding. Just the light bulb aha moment when someone realizes that Jesus loves them personally and that they receive a word from the scripture that they know has been meant for them personally. Mm. Like, and just to see their absolute joy around that um, is there's nothing better yes. for someone to realize that they are precious, honored, and dearly loved by God mm. and, and to so experience great. that firsthand. And then also to walk with um, people in in life, right? I mean, especially when you're when you're a pastor's wife, or you're pastoring a church, or doing any kind of ministry, uh, women's ministry, discipleship in a church. You, you get to know people, and you get to know their struggles, and you have the opportunity to be present in some very sacred places. Mm. And so that's that has been. A complete joy to me. And then I would say in this season, just having conversations with other women who are in ministry and talking about these things like you and I do and going, oh my gosh, that I was thinking that too. And just this relief to know yes. that we're not, we're not crazy right. and we're not alone. And just to see like the the release of that pressure and that concern mm. that it's okay. Yeah, this is hard. You know what? Ministry is hard. And if it's not hard for you, just wait, it will be. Right. But it's okay. <laughs> because that's right. totally it's okay. normal. It's okay. And we can we can get through this together. And there's right. a lot of great things 
in the journey. And so just the relief that women show, like as you start to talk about these things and I want people to say, you know, I'm so thrilled that you articulated that you didn't have words for something, but you heard me say it and was like, yes, yes, that's it. Yep. That's my heart's desires. I just, I want women to go, to be able to hear something and say, oh, that's me. That's yes. me. You know, she gets it. This, this place is for me. Like I, I have found my people and we just want to be that right. kind of, you know, community for people. Yeah. That's so good. I think what you're doing is you're taking away a lot of the isolation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even I think part of my aha moment of like, oh, I think I'm in burnout. Like you said, I'm not, you know, I can get out of bed. I can function. I'm going to work. I'm taking care of my kids. I'm not drinking at, you know, noon. So there is that part of me that's like, okay, I'm just, I'm going and doing, I'm not thinking about it, but struggling with where I'm at in my ministry and feeling like, uh, different things I was able to put into words that burnout feeling. And I've never been able to do that before. And I think what happens to us as women is we feel isolated. We feel alone, but as soon as you start to bring people together and you give them the words, that's the first step and like, yes. okay, now I can treat this. Now I can ha- have people pray for me. Now I, you know, you're helping give women these, a voice. Yes. And I there love is, that. Thank you. There's great power for you to be able to name where you are and yes. what's happening and give voice to, yes. to what you're experiencing. So much. So you do so much in caring for other people. I know it's a passion of yours. Um, What are some ways that you care for yourself that you get fed so that you can pour out? Well, I think it just kind of depends on the season, you know, what season I'm in, in terms of how I'm serving people. Um, When I was in pastoral ministry, I made sure that I took my vacations and my Sabbath day, uh, things like that. Um, I, I'm loving Sabbath with my husband right now, Mm. which we did not get to experience in the same way when I was the one that was pastoring. And so we talk about the message and we go out to lunch and there's not any of this. It's such a leisurely pace. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. Um, so I'm really enjoying that right now, but I'll do things, you know, they're usually small things, things like I love the outdoors. And so I will make sure that I get outside. I will make sure that I spend 15 minutes outside, whether it is 99 degrees or minus 10, <laughs> which you could have in one day here in Oklahoma. So <laughs> Um, but I just, I need to be connected to the outdoors. So that also means that if we have an unusually gorgeous day here and it's 75 degrees, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll go take a walk because that does more for me and will help me be able to take, you know, everything, get everything done that I'm so concerned about, even with a better quality of me. Um, Mm. if I take time to do those things, I love sports. So I am a happy girl right now because they're playing. Yeah. So I, my evenings, I've never been a 
reality TV person. There's <laughs> very few TV shows I've been into, but sports is my big thing. So I'll make sure that I have time for that. And um, just having coffee with, um, you know, I have a few friends that I'm able to do that with out here. And I do that with my husband every Saturday morning. We have our little mm, coffee. That's so good. Goes and gets, there's like one Dunkin' Donuts here in Oklahoma. And thank goodness it's near us because- Wow. Donuts is the East Coast. That, that's a big deal. And we would do that all the time. But um, we, he gets our coffee on Saturday mornings and we'll sit outside and let the dog play and just make sure that so we have time to connect. What you're saying is you take these, some of these simple pleasures in life, some of these things that feed your soul and you make it a priority to do these Absolutely. at some point in the week. That's right. And you Very have well that said. Are like sacred to you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. And I just want to, again, tell people to check out Jen's website, Women in Ministry United, and check out the resources, be a part of the community. I am. Um, and it's, it's really, it's awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And in September, we're going to have a um, virtual soul care event where we're just going to come together, hear some scripture, hear some, be prayed over, just have blessings. Ooh, I love over that. You. So um, that'll be happening towards the end of September. So I hope that people will come and just, just come, just come and sit and soak in and community receive. in the Lord. That's right. Yep. Just receive that. You know, it's not going to be long. We'll do like 30, 40 minutes, but just um, time for your soul to revive. I love that. I need that. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Jen, for just taking some of your time to speak into other women's lives. I know so many women that need it. You know, you, I, I am a more seasoned woman in ministry, more seasoned pastor's wife, and you ministered to me and spoke things to me that, um, were just, it's inspiring. It's refreshing. And so thank you so much for taking some of your time to do that. Well, thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out Jen's website, Women in Ministry United. It's in the show notes. I have it as a resource on my website. Check it out for all the things that she's talked about and to get more information on who she is and what she does. Next week, I am joined by my friend, Samantha Reed. We talk about raising kids while being in ministry. Here is a little spoiler alert. We have no idea what we're talking about. So of course, you are not gonna wanna miss that. See you next week.